I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Halfway through our first show of Thanksgiving week. I feel like I've got you guys beat. I've already said happy Thanksgiving to more than a dozen people, families, probably closer to 25 or so. I'm all about it. This is my favorite holiday. And even though I won't be able to spend time with family, I will see friends and I'll be here with you on Thanksgiving night. I'm actually looking forward to it. People ask me, why? Uh, Why do you have to work on Thanksgiving? I don't have to. I choose to. And honestly, It's one of the easier shows that we do all year. There's three football games. We get to catch a lot of people who are traveling, who are out of their regular routines, which is one of the reasons I love working football. Uh, Football holidays that, A, give me plenty of content, but B, keep people listening to the radio. And people will be driving. They'll be out. uh, They'll be either coming or going. From this celebration to that celebration, there are going to be millions and millions of people on the roads this Thanksgiving. All manner of travel patterns because people are trying to avoid the craziest of the traffic. And so I know we're going to snag new listeners. We're going to have some great affiliates that we don't always get, like our Chicago radio station, no doubt, uh, will have us on our full show on the air. And so I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a lot of fun, and it's super easy. Don't tell the boss. Show up, talk about three football games, go home, go to bed. Boom. Can't ask for much more. And since my younger niece is graduating from college in December, the weekend before Christmas, I have to take a little extra time uh, the weekend before Christmas. So I'm kind of trading days here. But uh, it will be here on Thanksgiving night, and I'm excited to hang out with you guys. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. So please find me on Twitter, ALAW Radio. Lots of musings about football throughout the day on Sunday. Plenty of Week 11 fodder. Uh, Also, man, it is a tough week in fantasy. I won't even talk about my fantasy team specifically. Well, with the number of people on by... The number of people who are injured, the number of people that you're having to swap in and out, man, it was challenging. And I really didn't want to look at it very much on Sunday because I thought it would put me in a bad mood. So I did not. I'll have that to look forward to on uh, on Sunday, no, no, Monday, but coming out of the Sunday just to kind of see what the numbers are and what I have to be aware of. On Monday, So we're getting closer. Producer Jay is a fantasy football and fantasy everything aficionado. W- when do playoffs start? How deep do we go before we get to playoffs? It depends on your league. Some leagues will start week 13. Some will start week 14. Mine's an ESPN league. It, it still depends on what your commissioner has set up. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually around 13, 14 is where, is where they'll start. Okay. Getting close, right? Because Thanksgiving is, in fact, week 12. Last weekend in November, that's week 13, and holy crap, then we're into December. And yes, it does deserve a 
What? <laughs> Holy cannoli. All right, we've got a couple of different things you can do on our social media. First of all, we've got our Monday mortification poll up. Miserable, morbid, cranky, angry, grouchy, stay out of my way, Mr. Grinch. Uh, it's that kind of a Monday for several teams and fan bases in the NFL. And so you want to check out that poll again on Twitter. After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page. And we're also asking you, in light of the dynamic production and the incredible connection between Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, who are better duos in sports than what we see right now with Kelsey and with Patrick Mahomes? Jay, I'd like to hear from Andy Reid. Uh, they had three touchdowns in this game on Sunday night, and they are... a they're such a compliment to one another with the chemistry, with the productivity. Of course, they're both very talented, but they don't even need to communicate to know what to do and how to break and which way to go and how to operate against the defenses that they see. Their chemistry is, is ridiculous. You know, you know, coming into this game that, that they were, they had a plan for Kels and, you know, we were able to, or he was able to work, he and Pat were able to work through it and made some nice things happen. Next level. Okay, so they're at the top of the AFC. That's the Chiefs. They now inhabit the very top of the AFC. We don't hand out one seeds or buys in week 11, but the Chiefs do have an 8-2 and two record, which is more wins and a better winning percentage than any of the other teams in their conference. We have four teams that are sitting at 7-3. and three. All right, so four teams at seven and three, but they're right now all in hot pursuit of the Kansas City Chiefs. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. That brings us to the Buffalo Bills, who had faced unique circumstances over the course of this week. Football aside, they drop back-to-back games, but their biggest challenge, and the same challenge for millions of people in Western New York, and and not just Western New York, but anywhere the storm passed through. There are parts of the country that have been dumped on in terms of snow and the cold and the wind. So not just Buffalo, not just Western New York. That storm came through the Upper Plains. Lots of people dealing. Now, the lake effect makes it worse. Oh, my gosh. I've been in lake effect snow before. You can go from blue skies to whiteout conditions in the span of minutes along the Great Lakes. So having gone to school at Syracuse, worked in Rochester, then worked in the Buffalo area, as well as having spent a lot of time in Cleveland, man, it just, it can happen that quickly. At least those people in Western New York who were in the path of the storm had plenty of warning, and I'm grateful for that. This didn't catch them off guard. And if you haven't seen the photo, just this just dawned on me. Uh, it was Friday morning, I guess. I was obviously not here on Thursday night into Friday morning. But I saw this photo from Jim Cantori. And it, he posted it on he's with the Weather Channel. He posted it on his Twitter. From the Niagara River north of downtown Buffalo looking south at the snow ban. They just drove into it. And this... Photo is taken here. I'm going to retweet it. My Twitter, A Law Radio. You can see it. 
You can see the snow. Yes, we got it, baby. We got it. We got it. (laughs) You can see the snow advancing like an army. Several feet of snow in western New York. Four episodes of thunder snow. And there was thunder snow, actually. I saw multiple. I'd have to go back and search for them to share them with you, so I can't right now. But I saw multiple episodes of thunder snow uh, in upstate New York that were shared by other meteorologists in the area. Crazy. You could hear it right there on the camera as they're filming. Some people who just flat out admitted they were going to keep taping until they got thunder snow in the background. So, yes, thank you, Jim Cantori. Unbelievable photo of this storm that came from Mike Seidel that he shared on his Twitter. And now it's on my Twitter. Check it out. The Bills didn't get out before that. They didn't leave before the snow came in. Nah, they had to dig out. And, in fact, in many cases, the Buffalo Bills, their coaches, staff members, they had to have help from their neighbors just to get out. Sean McDermott actually spoke to the media from his home as the snow is piling up outside last week. They canceled practice on Friday. They weren't sure how or when they would get to Detroit, which is where the NFL had moved the game. He actually didn't know about all his players, his fellow coaches, the staff members, and how they were going to get out and make it to the facilities in order to travel to Detroit. Now, Detroit was only four and a half hours away, Not a big move, but they lose their home field advantage. Far more importantly, though, it's the safety of everybody involved to try to get to the same place so they can travel. But this does not surprise me at all. Neighbors, friends, people with plows, people with shovels. McDermott actually says his plow guy couldn't make it. So their neighbor called in a front loader in order to take the snow out so that our normal plow guide could get in. He said there were neighbors and friends reaching out, texting, whatever you need. What can we do? And that's really the story for a lot of these bills. I mean, think about it. In many cases, we're talking about younger single guys and maybe they live in apartments. Maybe they don't have vehicles that can get them through to the facilities. They needed help. This was a community effort. They made it to Detroit. You can understand why they started slowly against the Cleveland Browns. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Quite the sight to behold, though, wasn't it? The snow, not just the snow that had buried them until they got out, but also the number of Bills fans in Detroit who had braved the snow and braved the weather to be able to cheer for their team to be a mafia in the Motor City. Oh, I like that. Motor City Mafia. That's fantastic. (laughs) But initially, it was the Cleveland Browns who were locked in. They also had to go to a different place, but it seemed to suit them just fine off the start. Brissett lifts his right leg. They show blitz. Here they come. Jacoby back up in the pocket, looking, throwing. Cooper's open. He's up in the air, and he caught it in the end zone. Touchdown, Amari Cooper. Allen puts McKenzie in motion over the right side. Now the snap. Josh wants to throw. Scans the end zone. Fires him in. Don't got a man wide open. It is caught. Touchdown, Buffalo. Touchdown, Bills. They take the lead with 14 seconds left in the first half.
It wasn't until that Stephon Diggs five-yard touchdown catch at the end of an 11-play drive that the Bills finally took the lead. In fact, it was a perfect two-minute drill right before the break, and they go into the locker room up 13-10. to John Murphy on Bills Radio, Jim Donovan on Browns Radio. Their second TD drive comes middle of the third quarter, and this is where you could see that they had settled into a nice rhythm finally. Josh is under center, takes the snap. Hands it off. Devin Singletary cuts right, goes back left, into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. A five-yard touchdown run by Motor. Motor, Devin Singletary. 22-10 at that point, and really the Bills never look back. Three more fourth-quarter field goals. They stayed just in front. So even though Brissett uh, led two more touchdown drives in that final quarter for the Browns, they never did get within. Well, actually, I take that back. They pulled within striking distance. They pulled within a score. And then there was this moment where potentially they had gotten their paws on the onside kick. But it ended up out of bounds, I think, is what I remember. Uh, forgive me if that's not the right detail. But there was, I guess, a brief moment there where they had to sort it out. A career-high six for six on field goals for Tyler Bass, who ends up with 19 points. Buffalo rushed for over 170 yards. Singletary and James Cook each had 86 yards. And really important that there were no Buffalo turnovers. Isn't that what Josh Allen's been uh, upset about him uh, lately? Upset at himself lately. He led, he no longer does. He led the NFL in interceptions coming into week 11 with 10 of them. Uh, Instead, they're able to make their way back to Western New York, back to Orchard Park with a victory, ending their modest losing skid. And they had a lot of the mafia there in the Motor City. Credit to to both fans, I guess, for getting up here, but obviously Bill's Mafia, you know, for what what they were going through, too. I mean, they were probably digging themselves out of snow so they can drive four and a half hours to get here. So we really appreciate our fan base, and I can honestly say we couldn't have done it without them uh, this week. It it took a lot of moving hands and and moving parts. Amazing to even get out here, right, with all the team effort, you know, the teamwork that went into the players digging out, the players – you know, we were calling uh, our support team, our development team was calling them and saying, hey, what's your situation? Can you get out of your house? And the players never once said, I can't do it. They just said, what do I need to do? And I think that says a lot about them. The whole staff, I mean, that's, that took a, a whole organization to be able to switch, switch the game plan that fast and, and get us here. And, you know, the, the neighbors and, and the good people of Buffalo helping teammates you know, dig out of their driveways and allowing them to get their cars out so they can make it to the facility so we can get on the plane to come here. So, um, obviously, crazy week. Didn't practice Friday, you know, uh, small practice Wednesday with some guys out. So not your typical uh, typical week, but um, got some resilient guys on this team, guys that care about each other, do things the right way. And, uh, you know, we play again here in, in four days, so we got to get home, make sure we get some rest, uh, recover the way we need to recover, and be ready to go again. It's a weird week, but... It kind of felt like a bowl game here. We had a home crowd, you know, here. Um, the crowd was loud. Everybody was into it. It was fun. And we'll just <laughs> be right back here next week. So it's a crazy week, but it feels good. When does Von Miller not have fun? He loves football and the whole process. This is what he does. He pursues quarterbacks, and he brings such a lifeblood to a defense. And, man, how instrumental he has been this season. So Jacoby Brissett, three touchdown passes, two of them to Amari Cooper. There were some positives, some highlights, um, but there were also some drops. Uh, Maybe early on you saw a couple of the tight ends 
Uh, not Nate David and Joku, who's injured, but you saw a couple of the tight ends for the Browns drop some balls. And then Nick Chubb manages just 19 yards. If I remember correctly, it was 19 yards on 14 carries. I'm not looking at the box score right now, but this was tough because they didn't have their bell cow. They could not establish the run. And so it was really on Jacoby Brissett to keep the offense moving. Defensively, you know, I thought there was some good uh, for the most part, obviously, we got to get some stops. We got to get a takeaway. Didn't have a takeaway in that game. And then special teams, you know, we got a field goal blocked. We have to look at that because um, that's you're taking points off the board there. Uh, we, we just didn't do enough as a team to beat a good team. Uh, and that's the frustrating part. But um, they fought. Now we just got to finish. Keep on pushing. You know, still seven more games. And, you know, things like this move. Uh, our destiny out of our hands, but you know, we just got to keep on, you know, keep on fighting, keep on going forward, and uh, you know, trying to uh, get in that win column. You know, th- we're not out of it. I mean, if we if we do what we're supposed to and get rolling, then you know, we we still have a way to to make it. So we just got to keep that in mind, keep that keep that uh, in the forefront. Miles Garrett does not believe this is the end for the Cleveland Browns, and of course, they are awaiting the return of the quarterback that they will substitute into the lineup as soon as he is eligible. Deshaun Watson will play week 13. So it's an 11-game suspension. Uh, They have their bye week in there, so it's essentially 12 weeks. And then they return uh, in December with a different quarterback. So Jacoby has played well. This is not all on him. I still do not understand uh, why the run game is not first and foremost every single time they step on the field. I know the Bills play very stout defense. They're one of the best in the NFL, so it was hard to get any momentum with the run game. But, you know, the question I'm asking you tonight about productive duos uh, who work so much better together. I think last year people would have said Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, uh, but it's just not been the same. And it's easier for defenses to crack down uh, because they kind of understand the limitations of the offense, especially when Nick Chubb is not running in sync. So the Browns fall to three and seven, same record as the Pittsburgh Steelers, who also have a tough luck loss on Sunday, and that's inside the AFC North. So we'll continue. We've got Steelers and Bengals straight ahead, and while we're talking AFC, Patriots and Jets were also trying to take advantage of the fact that the Bills had to be displaced. Now, they ultimately won, so they moved to 7-3, and three, but the Dolphins off this weekend, right? Unless they're – who plays – oh, Monday Night Football is the West. Okay, so, yes, the Dolphins on a bye – as I said that, it sounded odd. Uh, Dolphins on a bye, which means they've got the same record as the Bills now. And then the Patriots and Jets were facing each other. So crazy. NFC East, AFC East. Two entire divisions that are above 500. I really can't control that. <laughs> oh, man. And it was some U-G-L-Y offense in New England. And yet wins are beautiful find our poll on twitter a law radio also on our facebook page we're asking you who's most miserable and morbid and mortified on monday as they wake up snow is beautiful by the way this new hampshire girl loves snow i don't know that there is anything that i love more other than christmas in the winter time than the possibility of being snowed in oh yeah okay picture this It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Penny and I love the snow. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Second and goal with the ball in between the one and the two. The Bengals trying to take the lead. Burrow rolls to the right, throws into the end zone. It is caught for the touchdown. Trenton Irwin with his first NFL touchdown catch. And he's given the Bengals the lead midway through the third quarter. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. On Bengals Radio, Dan Hoare, Dave Lapham. Yeah, a lot happened before the Bengals take that lead on Irwin's first NFL TD from Joe Burrow. He throws an interception on the next drive, which leads to a Pittsburgh field goal. And that really is a perfect picture of the back and forth in this game. It started in the second quarter, six consecutive drives with points, including four touchdowns in a row. Between the Bengals and the Steelers. And I saw people tweeting about Kenny Pickett. He's the real deal. Well, yeah, it's just a season in which they're rebuilding and trying to get this rookie up to speed. In that unbelievable stretch of back and forth, Samaj P. Ryan, two touchdown catches. Remember, he's a running back. Two touchdown catches in the first half. Also, Najee Harris and George Pickens, they both come up with TDs. So this was the type of game maybe you wouldn't have expected from the Steelers. And that looked a little more like what we saw of the Bengals at the end of last season. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So the Bengals are protecting a four-point lead into that fourth quarter. And you can see more and more Joe Burrow spreading the ball, moving it efficiently. And apparently on Sunday week 11, Samaji Piran in his favorite target. Burrow in the shotgun now. Two-by-two formation. 
Pirine in the backfield. Burrow back to throw. Flips it out to Pirine. Looking for his third. Get in. Touchdown catch. Yeah. Runs yeah. over the pylon. Yes. Touchdown. <laughs> Bengals. Oh. Samaje Pirine with a three touchdown catch game. We didn't see the easiest looks tonight. They did a good job packaging their stuff. They had their defense back. Um, they did a great job, you know, trying to put a lot of pressure on us, especially on second down. Joe, I thought, handled that really well and, and found the guy that had the best matchup, um, even when it didn't entirely work out. I thought on that last drive, TB really stepped up big time. He had the back shoulder inside fade, um, and then he had kind of the, the pull away on the four verticals. Uh, that was big. So those guys really stepped up. And I thought the protection all day was really good. I, I know there was a sack where at an empty Burrow tried to kind of turn it into a draw on the fly and got sacked. So I know that one's going to go on the line, but but really that was him trying to make a play um, on a makeshift quarterback draw. But I thought those guys did a great job giving him time. That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> um, one of my favorite wins since I've been here. Oh. A lot of adversity, AFC North game, bad weather, cold, windy. We fought through, found a way to win. How about that? Joe Burrow says it's one of my favorite wins since I got here. AFC North, hard fought, and yeah, four touchdowns for him, but also a couple of interceptions. This wasn't easy. Zach Taylor, uh, he kind of talks you through the nuances of the offense, but the one that really stands out to me is the fact that that's Samaji Pirine receiving TD in the fourth quarter, which was his third, a franchise record for a running back. They've never had a running back with three receiving touchdowns in the same game. That capped an eight-play, 93-yard drive. I mean, that is backbreaking. Eight plays, 93 yards in the fourth quarter, and Mike Tomlin knows it well. The Bengals were able to find another gear. Disappointing football game, um, tough competition. I thought um, the significant component of the game was the field positioning in the second half and the third quarter. We had the short field on offense and, and wasn't able to get points. I think we had a penalty, a holding penalty, and we ended up third and 25. Just when you're in a battle like that, man, you got the short field. Um, you got to produce points. We didn't. I thought it was significant. Um, we pinned them back, and they went plus 90 and, and scored a touchdown on a subsequent drive, and I just thought that that was a significant sequence in the game, particularly from a field positioning standpoint, man. When you're, when you're in a battle, the field positioning is a component of it. When you got it, you got to maintain it. It has to produce points, and obviously when you got it on defense, you can't allow them to drive the field, and those are a couple things that happened that I thought shaped the second half of the football game. So Mike Tomlin, you hear him talk about kind of the yin and the yang, the give and the take. And and the despite the fact that this wasn't the plan, um, this is a reloading year. You can call it rebuilding, whatever. I uh, do think that Kenny Pickett is the man for them moving forward. And I'm glad that they're able to give him some extra reps, but of course they want the wins. This is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pickett goes 25 of 42 for 265 and a touchdown. And he looked good in stretches, but he also looked like a rookie in stretches. Rookies giveth and they take it away. That's what it's all about in the NFL. He didn't urinate down his leg, man. That's a great That's place to true. begin. That is so true. But he also was airmailing the ball on some simple throws late when they really needed another touchdown drive or at least another extended drive. Najee Harris with a breakout game. Best game of the season for him. Over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, comes in the loss, but for those of you who had him in fantasy, I actually saw a lot of websites predicting, not predicting, sorry, recommending that Najee sit. That if if you had the Dolphins on by and Najee Harris in your lineup, oh, that applies to me, uh, you were in trouble. <clears throat> 
What? <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Really quickly, want to get to the Baltimore Ravens so we can round out this AFC North. And I'm telling you what, the Ravens and Panthers were going on at the same time as the Jets and the Patriots. For most of the game, these two scores, three to three. That was it. So in New England and in Baltimore, now keeping in mind, temps were frigid, uh, wind chills made it even colder. And I know this because at my house on Sunday, even in broad daylight, the real fields were in the low 20s. So 22 degrees. That wind was knocking down trees in my neighborhood. It was the same thing for the football in New England and the football in Baltimore. So that's part of it. But let's just be fair. It was also some ugly football. But in Baltimore, Lamar Jackson able to find the end zone for the first time since week three. Did you know it had been since week three that Lamar Jackson had a rushing touchdown? Jackson. We'll keep it on the read option. Jukes a man, stumbles to the one, dives in for the touchdown. Lamar Jackson extends the Ravens' lead with the first rushing touchdown and the first touchdown of the game. Mayfield out of the shotgun, takes the snap. Ravens rush four. Mayfield pumps once, slings it near side, intercepted, picked off of the 40-yard line. Marlon Humphrey back on his feet. Oh, why did and they whistle him down? They whistle him down. Oh, they whistled him down. Okay. But the Ravens force another turnover. So Lamar Jackson's first rushing touchdown since week three is the first TD of the game. <laughs> and it comes in the middle of the fourth quarter. It's after a fumble by the Panthers. And so they are able to get into position because of a Kenyon Kenyon Drake, excuse me, Kenyon Drake 30-yard run that puts them on the one-yard line, and Lamar Jackson ends that drive, caps that drive. But do you know that was the only time they were successful in the red zone? They were one for four in the red zone on Sunday against the Panthers. <laughs> Here are – and now, I'm going to give you these numbers for Carolina-Baltimore, and then I'm going to give you some even uglier numbers for Jets and Patriots after the update. Between the Panthers and Ravens, 13 total punts, 19 total penalty flags. It was a little bit gross, if we are being fair. Baker Mayfield throws interceptions on the last two opportunities. The final one you hear with Jerry Sandusky on Ravens Radio. So he throws two picks. He gets sacked four times by the Ravens. Uh, He's under 200 yards. Credit the Ravens. A lot of it is on just the system right now in Carolina. The Panthers are, it's gross. I mean, they they don't, it's not about the quarterback always. Sometimes it's about the fact that they traded away one of the best running backs in the NFL. Sometimes it's about the fact that they just aren't a good team and don't have the talent all the way around. And they've changed their coaches midseason. It's just, it's a mess. Let's be fair. But I did see some Carolina radio hosts and others who cover the team talking about whether or not there could be yet another quarterback change. Sam Darnold. I actually saw people in Charlotte calling for Sam Darnold. So PJ Walker's injured. Steve Wilkes went with PJ until he got hurt. It's a, is it a high ankle sprain? So PJ's injured. Baker's back as the starter. And now there are people calling for one Sam Darnold. I'm not going to fall for that trap. If you have one quarterback, two quarterbacks, three quarterbacks, four quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. 
And let's be fair, the Panthers still don't know who or what or when or how or who at the quarterback position. They're strong up front. Um, they're physical. They two-gap. They, I mean, they have vision back inside. They react to the ball extremely quickly. Um, yeah, they, they did a good job of uh, shutting down the run game. We have to make more plays. It's just it's one of those days. It's a, it was a long day for us on offense, and uh, you got to make the plays when they're there because when you play a team like that, there's not going to be many, but you have to capitalize. We knew coming into the game that they're going to, uh, I mean, have a great front seven. And uh, offensively, you know, our whole thing is it starts up front, and we didn't do a great job really creating that extra yardage that we needed for us coming off the ball. So, again, credit to them. Producer Jay and I say this all the time. In fact, he just said in my ear again, it sucks for Matt Corral because he would be the starter by now, similar to what we see with Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh. He would be starting, and he would be getting reps as long as – they were able to keep him from getting hurt, which is always a concern with a rookie behind a porous offensive line. But Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold would be half out the door by now, if not for the fact that Matt Corral got injured in, was it training camp or preseason with the Liz Frank injury? As for the Baltimore Ravens, they maintain their hold on the lead in the AFC North. Uh, so just to say, the Panthers fall to 3-8. and eight, The Ravens move to 7-3. and three, And it wasn't pretty. But it was effective when they needed to be in the fourth quarter for Lamar and the Ravens' offense. That November, December football is just finding a way to win, to get in the playoffs. That's that's what it's all about right now. Some of them going to be ugly, some of them going to be pretty, but a win is a win. I'm proud of our guys. I think it was a workmanlike win. It was a team win. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't pretty, but our defense stepped up in a big way. I mean, controlling the run and getting the turnovers. Offense was able to maintain time of possession. Uh, we, we could have done better at the end of the fourth quarter to put it away, certainly, but I thought they were they got the, 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 the key score in the fourth quarter that separated us. That was big. That is your AFC North. 7-3 and three Ravens, 6-4 and four Bengals after surviving Pittsburgh. Browns and Steelers both at 3-7. and seven. It's All not right. perfect. It's not pretty. No. It, I, it's November football. Isn't that what Lamar said? But a win is a win is a win is a win. So the game between the Ravens and the Panthers was 3-3 for the longest time. Then it was 6-3, which I, not much better than 3-3. The game between the Patriots and the Jets was 3-3 three to three until the last minute of the game. Raise your hand if you thought Pats and Jets were headed for overtime in blustery New England. And raise your hand, your other hand, if you thought, no, we don't want bonus football of this. Ha! Little did we know. A dramatic moment in New England is coming up next. And then if you're looking for dramatic moments, well, there was actually a walk-off in the NFL. It doesn't happen very often that the team with the first possession in overtime actually scores a TD. It's, I feel like it's rare. I don't know that we've seen it very much this season at all, despite the number of overtime games. So we get a victory in the final minute, actually in the final 10 seconds, and we get an actual walk-off. Courtesy of the AFC, that's coming up next. After Hours with Amy Lawrence, take our poll on Twitter, A-Law Radio, on our Facebook page. we got a brand new video up on YouTube as well in honor of the holidays. If you've got photos from Western New York or anywhere that you got pounded by snow, I would love to see. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois them as well. We would love to share those. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Back zone to the shotgun. Stevenson to his left. And now in motion from left to right goes Kendrick Ford. Gets Russ four. Back zone's back to throw under some pressure. And he'll be sacked. And New England will have to punt. And that's sack number five. Mac Jones under center. Stevenson alone set down. Hand off Stevenson. And he's buried behind the line by the Jets. Quentin Williams came through. Jermaine Johnson in there as well. Or Carl Lawson. Juan Alexander, Whitehead, a whole group of Jets came firing up the middle. The Patriots go backwards. And they'll have to punt. And they'll most likely take the clock down to the two-minute warning before they do. Off the field, on the money. It's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. I'm sorry, what did you say, voice God? I think I missed it. Something hours. Oh, hours? As in after hours? Off the field, uh-huh. on the money, hear it. and after hours. That's better. It's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. See, even the voice God has a bad day now and then. Sometimes he misses the boom at the end of the show. What? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. And, yes, with Bob with shoes in on Jets Radio, this was a bear. But I guess it was close. If what you want is tense, you got that with Jets and Patriots in blustery New England. Tied at three into the fourth quarter. Get this. So I told you about the Panthers and Ravens, 13 total punts. Oh, hold my beer, says the Jets and the Patriots. 17 total punts, and I've never added punting yards before, but I had to. Are you ready? 775 punting yards. What the hell? I don't have an explanation for what happened. (laughs) 775 punting yards between the Jets and the Patriots. And yes, I'm the nerd who added it up. 17 total punts, 775 punting yards, and only... 
one punt return, but it was a doozy. It was the only one of its kind in the NFL this season, and it couldn't have come at a better moment for New England. Tenth punt of the day for the Jets. Marcus Jones returning for the Pats despite an earlier ankle injury. He waits on the right hash mark of the 25. The snap, waist high, pressure-free punt, and it's a good one. Forcing Jones to backpedal, right side at the 16. Stabbed left, ran it right, down the sideline, to the 40, to the 50, to the left, left of the 45, beats the punter to the 35-30. Marcus Jones down the middle to the 10, into the end zone. Touchdown! No flag! Touchdown, Patriots! Way to call timeout! Way to bleed the clock! And the special teams and the defense wins it for you. Almost in a walk-off. I thought they was going to go ahead and try to kick it out of bounds due to uh, the time on the clock. But um, the first thing was trying to make sure that I follow my teammates' block, and then I seen a punter. And I was like, if I make a miss, then I should be able to go to distance. My first thing was ball security, so making sure I tracked the ball and everything because the wind was going crazy out there. That was the main thing, and just uh, staying within the scheme and, you know, without my teammates on that play, that would have been a hard play to make. It's one of those situations to where I'm happy, you know, definitely for the divisional win. So uh, that's the main thing. And now I'm on to the next week. I'm one of those people. Marcus Jones, you can hear the smile on his face. First punt return in the NFL this season that goes for a touchdown. And it just happens to ha- to uh, take place with 26 seconds to go. That's when he grabs the punt and takes off. 14 straight wins from the Patriots over the Jets. And, I mean, I'll, I'll get to the last stat that's going to blow you away. But first, Matthew Slater on that wild win in New England. 15 years and never won a game like that. So, I don't even know. I don't even know what happened. That was crazy. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable effort by Marcus, obviously. Uh, and they fully showcasing his talent, his toughness, coming back, you know, getting nicked up and coming back. You know, credit to our guys. When we needed it the most, the guys went out there and strapped it up and blocked and gave him a chance to, to hit it. And then his talent and God-given ability did the rest. I don't even think he was touched. I've watched that punt return multiple times at perfect angles, great blocking, good head up, uh, hitting the holes. I don't even think he was touched. So, yeah, crazy finish to that one. Uh, As for the offense, well, I'm not even going to tell you about the offense. There was very little offense, though there were some yards, just not any points outside of the other field goals. But Bill Belichick, not surprised by the low scoring. But did he realize, oh, my gosh, the Jets had, are you ready for this? I just need one hand. Two yards of offense in the second half. Two. Two yards of offense in the second half. And Garrett Wilson, he later apologized for what he had to say, but he was pretty plain about what he saw with the offense. We got to be detailed, you know, all of us. You know, it, start, it started during the week in practice, um, coaching, all of that, man. We all got to be more detailed. We all got to have a, a better plan. Um, this shit's not okay. I mean, straight up, it's not okay. We had how many how many total yards we had? A little over hundred. Yeah, shit's not 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 gonna fly. So, um, you know, we got the dudes. It's time. You know, it's time to be consistent. It's time to start winning the games we should win. It's time to to do all that. Super frustrating. You know, it is it was a frustrating day. Of course, you know, I felt like I had I had some balls that got away from me. Um, but you know, we got to find a way as an offense. We got to do some we got to do some digging, watch the film, and see what we can do better. Zach Wilson goes 9 for 22. Again, it was windy, 77 yards, but no joke. They had two yards of offense in the second half. 
This is a team that had designs on leading the AFC East when this weekend was over. But now the Patriots and the Jets have the same six and four marks looking up at the Dolphins and Bills who are seven and three. Welcome to the AFC East. And you heard the final call there. Well, final call. You heard the punt return TD with Bob Sosi and Scott Zolak on Patriots radio. And I'm pretty sure that Zolak said it's almost a walk-off. Oh, wait a minute. Do you want to walk off? Did someone say walk off? Car, play action again. Looking downfield. Lofts it near corner. Adams wide open at the five. He walks in, and the Raiders walk off with a win. Touchdown, Devontae Adams, to win it here in Denver. Jason Horowitz with the call on Raiders radio. Yeah, only 96 seconds required in overtime. Two passes and a walk-off. Boom, Devontae Adams hauling in his second touchdown. This one, 35 yards. And Derek Carr is not crying on this Sunday. Hopefully we're taking steps in the right direction so that, you know, there isn't, you know, new players and new coaches every two or three years here. You know, we're trying to sustain something here. I did save Derek a little bit. He, uh, he almost pulled us into the wrong tunnel. He was, he was, he was a little excited, and, and I was like, yeah, we, I'm excited too, but we got to go this way, wrong tunnel. And then we had a little powwow in the, you know, with the whole squad over there, so it was, uh, it was cool. This team has worked really hard, and uh, they got a great spirit about them and uh, really you know, uh, proud of, of the effort that they put in this whole entire week. Um, you know, blocked out all the distractions and just focused on the game and thought they competed really hard for 60-plus for minutes today. I actually tweeted this after the game, but I am so sure. The locker room, the Raiders locker room, was probably celebrating and, and embracing and screaming and yelling like they just won the AFC West. This was so huge for them. Where they were last weekend to where they are now. And does it mean everything's fixed? Hell no, it doesn't. It was on the road in Denver, for heaven's sake. A team that has the same record at 3-7. and seven. But a win can change your perspective and give you hope to keep moving forward. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 